Reality television in 1998 was still in its infancy. The real world had been around since 1992 and its spin-off, Road Rules All-Stars, was premiering. This style of competition slash strangers hangout show would become the way to go in the coming years with the introduction of Survivor, Big Brother, and The Mole in 2000. But that wasn't the focus of the era at the time. The focus was instead on hidden cameras and found footage. Candid Camera was having a 50th anniversary boom, and America's Funniest Home Videos had people thinking that their dumb family antics could make them rich. The Truman Show posed a reality show that didn't quite share the DNA with either type of show of the era. Instead, it looks to a show that is completely manufactured, except for its titular character. It is closer to many manufactured reality shows of our current era. Your Real Housewives, The Bachelor slash Bachelorette, and the meta, world-breaking finale of The Hills. Except for The Truman Show, the lead of the show isn't in on the joke. It begs the question, would Andy Cohen have the secondary characters of The Truman Show on his couch for Watch What Happens Live? Listen as we try to answer that and more. It's Best Pictures, Truman Show. Someone help me. I'm being spontaneous. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? I'm Chad. I'm tasting other Cocos. This is the best. I'm Mark Watlington. Fun, boys. Um, so this is Best Pictures. The way that this works is we pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive. Uh, we each get one episode dedicated to each one of our picks. We also talk about what won the uh, Best Picture at the Academy Awards and also pick uh, or also talk about what won the Razzies. Uh, but that one's just for shiggles. Um, this is our second episode in our 1998 series. Last episode, Mark picked... Uh, Saving Private Ryan for his movie, and I picked the Truman Show. But before we could t- we talk about Truman Show, let's talk about what we saw at the Megaplex. Why don't we start first with Mark? I saw the Sisters Brothers. Uh, it's Wait, a nice hold l- back up. I'm sorry? What are they? Are they sisters or are they brothers? Honestly, it took me the entire movie, and I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, but big they're twist not ending. parents. I'll tell you that. Um... <laughs> No, they're the sisters brothers. They're brothers whose name is sisters. Isn't that funny? Isn't that weird? Oh, sisters isn't it, brothers. Spoiler. Isn't it funny? Spo- well, um, tell us, Mark. Is it funny? <laughs> yeah. Is it funny? <laughs> Watching that, like, okay, the movie itself is not a comedy. I would say really at all. But there were points that I like kind of chuckled and then said, "Oh yeah, that was in the trailer." Like, I think the trailer, like, put together all of the funniest parts of this movie, and they were like, look, it's John C. Riley. It's a comedy. Right. Also, Joaquin Phoenix is here, and, and Jake Gyllenhaal. They're also in this comedy. And then the movie is like, no, it's just kind of a Western. I saw I the trailer for that. a little bit but... Right. I saw the trailer for that with my fiance and she looked at me whenever it was over and she was like, so is it a comedy or not? Because it truly like the trailer, you can't tell. To me, it looked like a Cohen-esque, like goofy Mm -hmm. drama, dramatic comedy. You you call it whatever you want. Uh, I might put it in the same genre as uh, some Coen's, but it doesn't feel Coen-y, I would say. Yeah, I guess th- that that read was mostly just like categorically. It felt like a yeah. Cohen-ish vibe it was going for. Yeah, I mean, it it was pretty like I don't know, not serious, but like it wasn't necessarily like a lighthearted movie. 
Um, I mean, I think that John C. Riley gives one of his. I mean, it's really his only dramatic lead role from what I can think of. Um, he lead, he was maybe, uh, yeah. Hard Eight. He gave a dramatic lead role. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, okay, I guess movie. that's true. And Magnolia um, is very much an ensemble, but it's uh, he's kind of goofy in it, but he it's still a dramatic lead role, I'd say. Okay, because he's done a lot of drama roles, but I think Mark is right that it's not often that like, he's the right. lead. Those are the only two I can think lead, of where it's lead. When he is yeah. the lead, it's like Step Brothers, yeah, or a uh, Will Ferrell movie, or Wreck It Ralph, Watson or Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, so it's it's interesting that he kind of takes the center stage here. He's I would say he's the main character even over Joaquin. Um, yeah. But it, it, I would say, I mean, I really enjoyed it, um, especially his acting. Right. I, I heard an interview with him recently where he talked about how he finds himself in partnerships for most of the movies he's in. Because this year he has four movies coming out and it's him and Joaquin. Then it's him and Sarah Silverman for Wreck-It Ralph 2. Then it's mm-hmm. him and Will Ferrell for Sherlock Holmes. And then it's him and Steve Coogan for Stan and Ollie. Like he oh, just yeah. finds himself as a partner most of I the time. I think he does. He, just, he does really well playing off of other people. Yes, I think mm. I think that's definitely true. Mm. Um, Chad, what have you seen recently at the Megaplex? Um, at the Megaplex, I saw Halloween, but I don't want to get into that because last time I told my opinions on that, I got roasted. Uh, but you can check that out yeah, on well, our Instagram account. Um, yeah, I would rather talk about a movie I saw on Netflix called The Kindergarten Teacher, um, which was, I want the record to state. I suggested you watched. I you want did. credit where credit is due. Sure, you suggested I watch <laughs> it. Uh, fine, uh, but <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, it was like one of the most beautiful movies I've seen. This movie, not necessarily like in visual style, but just like some of the things it was accomplishing was just like really touching and beautiful. And then also, uh, one of the most cringy and like I was more unsettled in this movie than I was in like any horror movie this year. I think. Yeah. Uh, It just made my whole body hurt just in like feeling uncomfortable. Like it makes the Scott's tots episode of the office look like a cakewalk. Like if you get uncomfortable in that, in that episode, maybe don't watch this movie. It is. I have to though. Yeah. Mark legally has to, but um, it, it it is very uncomfortable. I would say like, so don't look up things going into this movie. I wasn't planning on it. Just, just go and watch it. But Mm -hmm. the, the log line, if you're interested, basically is there is a kindergarten teacher who becomes super uh, like interested in one of her students once she realizes he's super talented. Yeah. That's like all you need to know going in. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that going in. I just knew Maggie Gyllenhaal played a uh, kindergarten teacher. And uh, if the Oscars were fair and like actually based on talent and merit, she would be uh, for sure nominated, but that's not how it works. So she's not gonna. (laughs) She's, she's super fucking good in it. Um, okay. Somebody asked me the question. Uh, hey, Cody, what have you seen at the Megaplex recently? So I saw The Hate You Give, um, which is kind of a YA movie. It's based on a YA book. And I'll explain, I guess, what YA, YA is, because I thought that was a term everybody knew, but I had I was saying it the other day, and somebody was like, well, what are you talking about? YA is like young adult. Typically, that's your John Green books, your kind of things that are geared more towards teens. And this is, to a degree, 
Um, KJ but it Abba is, is in it. KJ Abba so is in it. But it's, appeal. it's basically about this uh, black girl who is riding with her friend who gets um, pulled over. They're, and it's two black kids, which is important to this part of it. And he gets pulled over. Um, a cop pulls him out. And then the cop ends up shooting him, thinking that claiming that he thinks he sees the guy reaching for a gun. So that's the setup of the movie, is that it is a police shooting of an unarmed black teenager. But also, like, she goes to a pretty white school, right? She goes to a, yes, she goes to a predominantly white private school, but she still lives in Garden Heights, which is a poor area. Like the guy from American Vandal Season 2. Yeah, I get it. Yes. Um... And and so it's interesting. the The two worlds are kind of interesting, except for the fact that everything at the private school kind of sucks. Like that's where the movie kind of like doesn't work. Where it super works is the Garden Heights drama. The um, God, I really want to tell you guys about this part. It's not a spoiler because it's the opening. But so the opening is the dad talking, and and the, it's voiceover and the. Um, girl is like I was like six years old when I first had the talk but the talk in this case is her dad talking to her and her brother about how to act when they get pulled over by a police officer Mm. Um, and it's just a very like that was something an early episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of tackled it Uh, did yeah like really maturely and like a really cool way Um, Cody and And I I think started to watch that show for uh an older podcast than Geelong, but right. And we didn't feel tackled or ready. Like we didn't feel prepared to tackle yeah. that kind of episode based on things that the, were happening the at ep- the time. Yeah. The episode was going to drop like a week after a shooting similar to the one in this movie. And, uh, right. So we, we, we decided, so we just decided to talk about Pokemon instead. <laughs> right. Um, so this movie also hands handles it very maturely and it has great performances, um, it, it kind of just shows like what happens to the person who is the witness to that and who like didn't want to be involved in all of this stuff, but she is just by association. And I think it's real good. Amanda Stanberg, I think her name is, um, is the lead in it. She's super good. Regina Hall plays her mom and is awesome. And I loved Regina Hall from um, Support the Girls earlier this year. Uh, she's also in Girls Trip. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just super good um, all the way down. Where it doesn't work is when it gets more YA. Like when it's like, oh, what's her relationship with uh, Hot Archie like? And it's like, I don't care mm-hmm. really. Like, like that's not the important yeah. part. The of this high movie. school drama just doesn't quite work as well, especially and when it's like Cody loves high school drama. Too. I do. It just didn't. That the two tones. It felt like two different movies, and yeah, the movie that they that w- worked really well was not the high school movie. Do you think it might have been trying to like say that she was living in two separate worlds, or did it was it trying to say that and just one of the worlds was not interesting? Yeah, it's more that it it, it kind of does the two worlds thing, just not interestingly, and it's not also that subtle. Well, two worlds, um, one family, right? Um, basically everything. In the private school is shot with a completely blue color palette and everything in Garden Heights, I think is the name of the area, mm-hmm. is an orange color palette. Oh, like it's well, not subtle about the two yeah. different areas. That's what traffic did. 
Yes, yes, it did. Which I noticed, but I was like, who has seen traffic uh, in 2018 <laughs> other than me and Mark? So I didn't like uh, reference it. Um, yeah, I think it's good. It, it 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 feels like this movie is targeted towards a YA audience. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy they're seeing this movie. Like, I'm glad that yeah. the YA movies they got this year were Love Simon and The Every Hate day. You Give. Um, every also day. every Please day, which Mark and I love. Um, <laughs> right, um, every day is good. It's just not tackling as weighty a subject as these. No joke. I think about every day almost every day. <laughs> Mark and I do talk about every day a lot. I feel like I should buy it and watch it again. I probably should. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll say. <laughs> I'll say this. Your description of the beginning of this movie was the first time I was like interested in this movie at all. It's a lot better, like, so when a peek behind the curtain, Mm -hmm. we talk about movies that we're going to see to each other. Um, And when I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to see this one. I think this may be a super good movie. Chad was like, well, Chad and Mark both were a bit like, yeah, but that trailer, though. And I was like, I agree with you guys. The trailer does make it look Mm -hmm. bad. It's just I had heard from people that it was super good. Yeah. Um, And yeah, but so now you're a bit more like, okay, now I see. And it could be good. Yeah, it it looks like it's going to be a peek into a world that me as a straight white man would just otherwise not really know what it feels like to exist in that space for a while, which I like in a movie. So, yeah. Yeah. And. Archie is kind of the lens to that a little bit because there's some times where he says mm-hmm. something and you're like, ah, you're, you're trying to be good spirited, but you just like whiffed. So I'm going to um, like relate to Archie when watching this movie. At times, but like I said, they just don't handle that stuff. Got it. The best. Um, but like most, <laughs> KJ Apa is very good at playing characters who mean well but do dumb shit sometimes. So he's um, he's really good at that character. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is. I my letterbox review is like this movie was the first test of whether or not I would be distracted every time a Riverdale <laughs> actor was on screen. And guys, I didn't pass. Like the whole time he was on screen. I was like Archie though (laughs) like I would lean over to Olivia and like it would be something like I know what to do and I was like fuck he's about to make his bones (laughs) (laughs) he just like (laughs) yeah like oh oh, man man. and he was like there was yeah it's fine Mark Uh, you just don't watch the greatest show of all time Um, I mean it's up there (laughs) it's up there now that Um, I'm two and a half seasons behind I don't know it's a lot you to catch up. You can catch up. It's a lot of work. Up. Once you get started, it's, you're not going to want to slow down. Like, you're just going to... I've gotten started before. It's literally built to, like, make you want to watch the next episode every single time. It is kind of crazy it's not, like, it didn't originally air on a streaming service. Because that is how, what it feels like, is it's built to binge. Sometimes, but, like, at the same time... It's such a like it goes forward at such a breakneck speed every single episode that I don't know what watching a whole season at once would do to me like physically. Yeah, true. Uh, um, okay, enough Riverdale talk. Yeah, let's talk That's about another podcast, which I want to talk to you about starting later. But. <laughs> right. Um, let's talk about another. So in Riverdale, it's kind of an ambiguous time period. 
that is also true in the Truman Show. It's kind of an ambiguous uh, time period in whoa, the world of Truman. That was Truman. a really natural way to get from one topic to another. Say, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, I tried. Good job. Um, so we're we're talking about the Truman Show this episode. Had either one of you boys seen it before? Um, yeah. I had, but it had been a long time. I don't remember. Yeah, it had I been. Like literally a decade since I saw this movie last. Probably but, about gotcha. the same for me, yeah. I remember I was in like eighth grade and my cool like sister who was like 10 years older than me, so like the age I am now, showed it to me and I was like, oh cool, this is a cool movie. And then I watched it literally the next day in English class. Mm-hmm. Like the teacher was like, I want to show you guys this movie. And I was like, wait, I literally just watched this movie. Right. So I also watched it in eighth grade and... I think this is why this is going to be a hard movie for us to potentially talk about because I, if you asked me like a week ago about Truman show, I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, rewatching it, it reawoken things to me and made me realize like, Oh wait, this is one of the movies I watched when I first discovered movies could be a good imp- like obviously as a kid I was watching Lion King nonstop and I was watching mm-hmm. movies but like I watched Truman Show like in eighth grade we had a movies class and it was the first time I like looked at a movie analytically we like wrote papers on it and like discussed it and like I analyzed it so it was the first time I was like oh movies can be more yeah and I, I have a similar history a little bit different with this movie it was like one of the first movies that uh, back in my youth group days, my uh, youth pastor used it. I don't even remember what his example was, but he like showed a clip at youth group and uh, talked to, used it to talk about God somehow. But uh, it was interesting. Interesting. There's a, there's a it, real now, God I think, metaphor in this. Yeah, there's a big... Uh, he, well, he there is a big God like, metaphor, but it's not, like, positive necessarily. Right. <laughs> right. I, think, I think what he, if I remember right, what he was probably doing was saying, like, hey, isn't it great that it's not like this, but it's actually like this, but... Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I, feel like I've, I feel like I've seen that before. Yeah. Um, right. Well, so that's one of the things we talked about in the class was the Christ imagery at the mm-hmm. end that is, like pretty overt which we'll talk about when we get to it and then like the god element and the what each person is supposed to represent and that sort of thing and yeah it was the first time i learned to think about movies so as i rewatched it i all that stuff came flooding back and i was like this episode is not going to be fair because like it's not going to be fair to you guys because it comes from like a ingrained part and go ahead mark finish your sentence well, well it, it's would, not going to be fair to you guys because it's like ingrained in me, but it's also not fair to me because it, I'm going to be like, well, they don't judge it the same way I do. So I just want to prep that yeah, in advance. No. Of like it is a, a, I didn't realize how to my core this movie was until I rewatched it. and was like, it's a real, Oh fuck this set up everything. Real Christopher Robin situation for you where it reawakened things. It was, it kind yeah. of was, I kind of had a similar experience to when I watched Christopher Robin and was like, I haven't thought about Winnie the Pooh in 20 the year, 20 years. And now I'm sobbing <laughs> and I'm like brought back to years. That's, that's 20 it, the years, you know, whatever. It, it's like when I watched Lord of the jungle, I get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good movie. Um, that's not even a joke. Um, the, the thing is that I also watched this in eighth grade as a like movies can be more and I watched it and I think it might have been because it was the second time I was watching it but I was like oh this movie isn't subtle at all it's pretty overt about a lot of its message so like mm. being like there's so many messages in this movie it's like well yeah they're right there it's <laughs> not like the I have to is- do a lot of interpretation 
Maybe, but I do think there's plenty of people who watch this movie and just take it as the face value yeah, reality people. show thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to dunk on people who make you up heard that me. just a base <laughs> level. Um, but, like, I agree that it's not the most subtle, mm-hmm. but I don't think every movie has to be. I mean, that was kind of the argument with Titanic. Like, is Titanic fucking subtle? Yeah. Like, not close, but it it works for me. Yes, um, I, I, we, ag- I agree, but, like... I was going to say Titanic isn't heralded as a masterpiece, um, but like, it, but it is, <laughs> but people aren't like, there are so many levels to Titanic. Like, no, it's a fucking love story about a boat. Whereas this one is like, <laughs> this one is also not subtle, but everyone is like, there's so many, did you notice that there's product placement all through it? Well, yeah, that's the point. I think you're just talking to bad people because like, I like, <laughs> hey, my they, eighth grade friends were very smart. <laughs> Because the product placement is like core to the movie. That's not like a hidden thing they're doing. It's definitely supposed to be like a really obvious thing that you're intended to laugh at as it's happening. Right. And I did quite a bit on this rewatch. I forgot how funny it was. It's like they can't, (laughs) he can't like hang out with his friend without him saying like, now this is a beer. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then him floating it to camera, which, um, as I hinted to in the monologue, is shit that happens like on The Bachelor all the time. Um, they they wear clothes from boutiques that they're going to be Instagram influencers for in a couple. Yeah, uh, months. like like there will be a day in in The Bachelor where they're all wearing the same sweatshirt because they clearly were gifted it the day before, and they're all like, "Oh, this is cozy." So it's right. like 18 boys in 18 colors of the same exact sweatshirt. <laughs> or like Beauty and the Beast will sponsor an episode and it'll be like, oh, uh, we'll go um, to like the Beauty and the Beast like castle and have a day and right. stuff like that. And all that's real stuff that happens. Um, so let's get into the movie. We've kind of talked about our general like kind of broader thoughts and we'll definitely deep dive into those, I'm sure. But um, so let's just start with a plot. So Truman Burbank is, Which, without uh, knowing by the it, way, LOL. LOL, right. It's because he's in Burbank. Um, So Truman Burbank is, without knowing it, the star of the biggest reality show in the world. His life is broadcast nonstop all around the world and has been completely manufactured. He is the only real element of the show. Everybody else is an actor. Everything else is controlled by the executive producer, Kristoff, who wants to create real human drama that everyone relates to. One element of this control is causing Truman to never leave his town due to his fear of the ocean, which was caused when they killed Truman's dad off the show by drowning... Um, that's a lot there, but like that setup that kind of gets sprinkled through, which I do kind of like that this movie, like it sort of sets up the main premise, but then it also sprinkles in like the yeah. backstory. Yeah. All that things. stuff with like the, the reason he's never left the town that doesn't like just get told to you right away. It's yeah. Everything right. is sort of sprinkled in, in that first like half hour or so. But you're still introduced to the world of like Truman 24 seven, like all that happens right away Mm -hmm. because you're kind of watching the show. Um, So the show also has an after show that talks about what happened. Yeah. Um, And not um, necessarily an after show because the show doesn't have a before and after the show. It's like it's like while he's sleeping. Here's right. Yeah. It's 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 like a (laughs) daring show, but it functions the same way as an after show. They had like his uh, a little corner of the screen was devoted to what Truman's up to right now and it was just him like brushing his teeth or just like sitting there doing nothing but they were talking about the drama in his life uh, right it's great um, I'd like to see Chris like... Hardwick do this in, uh, in a remake of the movie right well so that's the thing is like I 
that is something I didn't appreciate the first time I watched it because after shows weren't a huge thing then. This time around, I was like, oh shit. Like, after shows are like everything now. Yeah. Like, everything on AMC and then everything seems to have like a podcast too. To everything has a dedicated podcast. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. But, too many um, podcasts. Too many the, podcasts. Yeah, too no many one podcasts. no one should make podcasts. Everyone, we were the last one. Yeah, we were no, the I'm last sorry. one. And Purely nostalgia was the last one. Right. Oh, yes. Um, yes. N- nobody make Eli anymore. and Clint, um, they can make a podcast, but no one else. Right. Um, also, the Bravo shows kind of have a after show, like mm-hmm. watch what happens live, the Andy Cohen thing. It's not technically an after show, but it serves as one a lot like of times. It's a recap show. Yeah, Stranger Things had one that aired on Netflix for season oh, yeah. two. Who hosted like, that it's one a, again? Jim Rash. That was right. Um, oh, yeah. So so this stuff happens, and that's something I definitely appreciated more this time because I was like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Bachelor had an after show periodically. It's not mm-hmm. consistent with it, but they have one. Um, so the show also does ads within the show by product placement. So they, we kind of talked about that. They're like, Hey, yeah. um, I love cocoa, especially cocoa from this area. Um, <laughs> Makes me laugh literally every time when they do it in the show. Very, it's very good to me. Um, the wife like literally looks into a camera. <laughs> right. And, and it makes you wonder, you're like, uh, why wouldn't Truman notice? And it's like, yeah, but that's kind of his whole life. Yeah, so he, he just thinks people are right. weird like that. He's He's been trained to not notice. Like, he thinks it's natural. It's weird that he hasn't started doing it. It's yeah. weird that he's like, huh, this pin brand pin is my favorite pin. And all the other actors are like, that's that's not a, a product placement. Well, I think, <laughs> so he doesn't do it with product placement. But he kind mm-hmm. of does to a degree when he's like, getting ready each day talking into the mirror like that's not necessarily the most normal but see, you could see where he started doing that because of other people like randomly talking into um areas mm-hmm. i actually that i don't understand that part at all like it it doesn't really make sense for him to do that at all i don't know it, is it possible he's just kind of a weirdo you never look at yeah. you never look in the mirror and uh and think or talk yeah, I, I don't, think I don't reenact full scenes. No, I don't do that. But you know, I'll I'll occasionally just just look in the mirror and be a little weird. So so let's think about like what we know about like how reality shows currently are made, mm-hmm. um, which we all know from the television program Unreal, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is like producers sometimes push things. So what if I mean? Yes, this is kind of being generous to the show, but I also don't think it's like impossible within the realm of the show. But what what's to say that he didn't have like his parents or teachers encourage him to like, hey, like when you get home, like kind of to decompress, just kind of talk to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like push that thing as like this is healthy for you to do as a way for, hey, we can make you say it for the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's I never like set like, up, but I, I uh-huh. it, it makes sense to me. I that think that that's an interesting it. concept to like actually bre- like breed someone to be a good on TV. Which I yeah. think they have. I, I would yeah. love to see that depicted. Uh, so you kind of want to see the behind the scenes of how they got there. Yeah. I a little think bit. Yeah. Half of this movie is about behind the scenes stuff. And I think that that stuff is really interesting. Um, but I think they do it at the wrong time. Okay. Th- th- that's interesting. I, I really like what they do with this movie, but I do, I could see a movie have, where they explain the mechanics, like kind of. A little more, I have a yeah. lot of structural issues with this movie. 
Interesting. Interesting. What what structural issues? Because well, I it, love the structure of this movie like a lot. I um, I dislike. I I mean I wish that you had seen more of the actors, and I wish you had seen more of the backstory in the beginning, so it was setting mm-hmm. up the other actors to have plot like to have their own characters, and also like. The the beginning of the movie should be setting up everything, whereas it's it's setting up it's setting up Truman to start going crazy or not not go crazy, but to escape. And then yeah. once he st- once he actually decides to escape, it cuts away from him mm-hmm. and goes to the pr- production. Well, that's kind of because the beginning is supposed to just kind of be like an episode of the show. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's kind of why they do but it like that. Here, also, here it, is my go ahead, go ahead Chad. Okay. Well, I, I was I was just gonna say that I wish that we had gotten to know Truman more before he started to realize he was on a TV show. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's kind of yeah. that's like kind it's literally... of how it's presented is like the at least so like the beginning of the movie, like the very first scene, probably no longer than a minute, is like Kristoff uh, sort of talking about the Brushing show, his teeth so, and leaving the house. Was that? Brushing his teeth and leaving the house. No, no, it's the first thing, which we're going to get to that. It's Kristoff talking about the show, and then we cut to Truman. So we we establish that none of this is real except for Truman, and then we just zoom in on Truman for like the first entire half of the movie, and Mm -hmm. then cutting to the production side, getting into more of like the, okay, so we've seen the show. going wrong. We've seen the show. Now, how does this actually work, and what does this look like? Like now, I, I okay, like, let me fr- I like the let me idea. Put it like this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me put it like this. The structure is very similar to Cabin in the Woods, where they kind start of, yeah. handling the production stuff midway through the movie mm-hmm. when shit starts going bad. But the str- the the production stuff is hinted at for the beginning of the movie, but you don't fully know what's going on, right? Yeah. They have true. bets about what monster is going to show up. They have. They talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, wait. The stuff it does open. It does open on them. It's the same structure. Yeah, it opens yeah, on them. No, no, no. It opens on them, but it also shows people watching them in the same way. But you can also tell that like these people are, are controlling it, but you don't know exactly how they're controlling it. No, right? no, no, Mark. It, right. it it opens on Bradley Whitford, I, like Richard Jenkins. Don't tell me where Bradley Whitford is in that movie. I know where Bradley Whitford is in every <laughs> single movie. I've seen. Get, yeah. I would have seen Get Out three times if I could have. It's um, it's just like I I understand they are different, but it yeah. is pretty similar structurally, like, where it sets yes. up the crazy world first. Mm, yes. Then it just shows you everything like from their perspective. Truman, then it cuts back to the production. Truman but, is a little bit more forthfront with what it is at the beginning, yeah. whereas Cabin in the but Woods. But it's not a twist movie. Like so, that's why no. I told but you all this stuff. I, yeah, I yeah. wish that it either had been a twist movie or it showed me more of the production interspersed with I'm, the story. I'm not interested in the twist. I think that like okay, yeah, I don't think a twist would be good for this movie. Agreed, agreed. But I would want to see more production scattered through. The, the production in Cabin in the Woods is scattered through more, see, um, and more thoroughly. I'm, I, f- it, yeah. I feel like this movie often. has enough of the production. Like early on, like at the first scene of the movie, when the big like studio light just like falls to the uh, to the street. That's not production, though. That is that is the episode of the of the show. 
but it's but it's yeah, still a production thing going but it's, wrong. It's still yes. it's still a production thing going wrong. And then like he gets in the car and the radio tells him like a plane had to drop random stuff and that explains anything you might have seen today. Like to 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 show how the show will like sweep things under the rug and like keep moving on in right. like a subtle way instead of just being in your face about it. But Let, uh, let's let's oh, let's pause this conversation because yeah. it'll come back more as we go through I, things. I just, so let's hit a little things. I, yeah, you say your thing first. I just want to say that. I want more interesting characters that aren't just Truman and Kristoff. You know what I mean? Like I want to I see understand more of the, what you're saying. More of the moral dilemma happening with the actors. Apparently, so if you ask um the actor that plays his best friend, the actor mm-hmm. that plays the actor that plays his best friend, <laughs> right. the the actor the actor playing his best friend mm-hmm. is like According to the actor that plays him, he is like a drug addict who is like all tore up about what he's lying to his best friend about. And he's like in and out of rehab. But that's not in the movie. And I I wish that it was because it's a really interesting like moral and ethical kind of dilemma of like what what makes the production do that? That specifically not being in the that just that sounds like something he sort of fabricated for himself in a way. But like what is presented in the movie to me is a character who like genuinely has a heart for Truman like they grew up together and he was actually his childhood friend and lying to his face and like while telling him I would never lie to you but like lying to his face about that uh it's just like it shows I I can I can just read that he's just really really broken up about like what he has to do to Truman because he has a heart for him but at the same time he has a job to do so there is like complexity there it's just sort of like deeper than the surface level of like what you're seeing i think and i and i think all the things you're saying mark is what would be in the truman show tv show um i just don't think there's not necessarily time to delve into it for this movie i I, I also don't think it's what it's concerned about like not every movie is an ensemble this one is definitely just a hundred percent about truman it's the the truman burbank show you know which which is fair i mean it is literally the truman show Mm -hmm. um but like I am less interested in Truman than I am in the production. So focusing on Truman makes this movie like really frustrating to me. Well, and like let's look at the evidence too. Movies you prefer tend to be ensemble. Well, That's I not guess necessarily true. I guess before Sunrise, but I'm just thinking of the big movies that I know that you like, which are Ocean's Eleven, and then we just talked about Saving Private Ryan, and then. Um, everybody wants some um, days and confused are all pretty big ensemble, but no, everybody before sunrise breaks, I actually that. wouldn't call a ensemble. It's focused on the one dude pretty much. Gotcha. Um, okay. Anyway. Um, so Mark, I don't know that anything you're saying is wrong. Like I understand that's what you want. I just don't think the movie is interested in that stuff at all. It, or it's not interested in that being the angle for it. And I like what it is. So that's kind of the, yeah, uh, but let's let's jump back into the plot because we have a million more things. I just want to say that like I don't think that this is a bad movie. I think that this movie is just like one hundred percent not interested in what I'm interested. So it makes it really frustrating for me to watch. 
Interesting. Okay. Um, so Truman still, however, doesn't always do the things that the show wants. In college, he falls in love with a girl named Sylvia who attempts to warn him that everything isn't real, but is whisked away by her father to Fiji, but actually they just leave the show. Truman instead marries Meryl, who is who Kristoff wanted him to marry in the first place. The movie actually starts when Truman is 30 years old and he's starting to notice some weird things. A spotlight falls from the sky. Rain only falls on him, etc. A disheveled man comes up to Truman. Truman thinks he recognizes him as his father, but that guy is taken away by the crew before he really knows what's going on. Uh, Marlon and Meryl and Marlon and Marlon is Truman's best friend. Try to convince him everything is fine. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so that he's starting to notice some weird shit because after a certain amount of time, things start slipping through. And later on, we get kind of a flashback of when things have gone wrong before. And it's been people who have snuck in and tried to warn them. And they're always like, you know, kind of blocked before they can. Um, so then Truman tries to take an impromptu road trip because he's like, shit's weird. I want to get out of town. Hold on. But hold he, on. We're, yep. You just moved through like 40 minutes of plot. Can we talk for a second? Yeah, I was, but I was I paused for you guys too, and then there was silence, so I filled the silence. Um, yes, talk about what you want to talk about. The flashback that is just twenty minutes of the show. I don't. So not only does the flashback happen in the movie, the flashback happens on the TV show. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is weird because it's footage. not like it's not like he's asleep. He's just like having a memory and having an emotional reaction. And it's really weird to me that the show was like, mm, you don't care about the emotions on his face let's remind you of the backstory and i was just talking to my roommate about this and i was like well what why give us the backstory you could just like read the wikipedia page which like clearly there wouldn't be one at this time right it's it's 1998 I i feel like the real heads would not need that flashback and would want to see truman's face as he thinks about that but like i see this show as like something that like I mean, it's it's unlike anything we would watch now. Like, if you're watching The Bachelor, for example, or some reality show, you're watching every single episode and you're seeing every single second that they want you to see. With something as unique as The Truman Show, it's just like a channel that's just always there and you can always turn on. But nobody's seen every minute of The Truman Show because that's just every minute of a guy's right. life. Yes. So, like, the necessity would be to, like, explain things like, oh, if you're new, if you didn't catch this, you got to, we got to catch you up and and show you. Yeah, I think that's what it's used for. So, while it's doing that, it's cutting to the Truman Diner. So, there are, like, five or six, like, groups of people that it cuts to watching this. There's the guy in the bathtub. There's the security guards. I love the guy in the bathtub. Um, The guy in the bathtub. I have so many questions. Um, Yeah. How shriveled uh, are his fingers? Pretty shriveled, right? Did he get in there when the show started and he just got <laughs> captivated for 30 years? I think so. I'm sorry? Yeah. Um, but he watched at, at, little at fetus Truman grow up uh, to the 30-year-old man he is now, and his fingers and his toes are really shriveled. Yeah, he's really dehydrated, super hydrated. I don't Probably know. Probably really hydrated. The yeah. water is disgusting at this point. Very bad. I wonder if he cycles it out. Mark, like kinda, what's your point? Um, the the people at the diner are like watching this flashback happen, and then their their boss is like, "We have this on the greatest hits. You don't need to see this." Which kind of tells me that like this is a scene that everyone knows, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has seen the storyline where he, you know, falls in love, and then she gets whisked away, and he like he gets close to finding out the truth. That is such like a big thing that happens that like I don't. 
I don't I don't think they need a flashback. Like when Yeah, but I watch tons of TV shows where they do flashbacks and I don't necessarily need it, but they still do it. Like I don't know. Yes, I don't... yes, but those shows pitch isn't let's watch Truman every second of the day. Yes, but nobody watches him every single day. So but the, you, you can. need the flashback. But 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 you no, don't. No, 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 no. You misunderstand. My point isn't that people don't need this flashback. My point is that people don't want this flashback because they know it and that they want to see his face. He's not even in the corner of the, of the screen. It but is a full the, screen flashback. But maybe they do need it. Like, I mean, I just like, I, I don't know. That's like an expectation on people to know everything about a show that is on at yeah. all times. Like, it has been on for 20 something years. Like, I don't trust I the don't, 1998 audience to be that in tune with what they're watching. TV watching was yeah. so much more casual back then than it is now. Like people obsess over and watch world. every second of every show now. Like the idea of just turning on a TV and watching an episode of House is just past us. Yeah. But I think in this world, people are watching this, you know, 24-7. I mean, and the, the people who care about this show will do the research and figure out what happened. People Mark, are definitely but, but, but the, keeping the shit up that with that happened. It. Like, the shit that happened would have been ten years before. So it's well recorded. There are. Books but do you about fucking it. remember everything that happened ten years ago? Like it, I don't. I, remember, I don't think that it's. I mean, I would remember. Like I remember big storylines from ten years ago. I remember the big storyline of my life ten years ago. I would remember if a girl that I fell in love with told me that my life was a TV show that got whisked away to Fiji. But it's not for... Well, she doesn't if, quite if, say if, that, If but. your life is the TV show, then it's not, like, about you remembering, though. It's about, like, your audience remembering. I mean, and know? also, like, I don't I don't know. This feels like a bit extreme a, of a hang-up to get, like, yeah, fixated it on. It feels like a CinemaSins ding. And, I, uh, a little no, bit, I, yeah. I understand that. But I... Um, I, 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 I get that. And I should be able to look past that. It's just... I just wanted to mention so, like that. basically the mechanics of the show seems to be your hang up on it so far or like yeah it really seems to be that like yes. in in this aspect mm-hmm. yes I, I I think that like my bigger that's not my only big picture hang up of this movie um but in in that scene I would say that like it, it's gotcha. it seems handy for the movie to have that flashback. Yeah, because yeah, it is. Yeah, and also like it could just be the movie flashing back. It's not. But, well, no, but fuck, Mark. What it is? It's it's the after show. Like the after show is what talks about it. It's not the main show cutting back to it. It is it's the after show. It literally it is, goes from. You I may see, be misremembering. Yeah, I I, I saw this. I I was rewatching this movie before we recorded. Got you it. see a shot of a TV playing him looking at that at like a scarf or whatever and mm-hmm. then the TV goes wavy like and then it goes to a flashback. It looks like a soap opera flashing back to something. Yeah. Basically. Which So like, it's like I think people like, probably kept up with this like they kept up with their soaps. I don't think they Right, where it's dropping every so often. Yeah. Like okay. they're keeping up with the through lines but they're not like watching every single moment. And like, yes, this is a different world, but it is still 1998. So if you Mm. wanted the backstory, you would have had to find like a fucking magazine or a book that told you it, you know? So like, I I think the flashback was a bit more necessary. And the Truman Show has gone on for 30 years too. Like imagine, like there's, there might be an eight year old watching that was not alive when uh, he had his heart broken before. 
Well, the so, eight-year-old could fucking ask his dad. Nah, I'm just know. saying. That's the eight-year-old doesn't have wa- a dad. That's not really how. I don't know. There's Walking Dead episodes where they still flash back the things that happen in season yeah. two. But like on The Bachelor, when someone from three seasons ago shows up on The Bachelor, they're never like, here's what she did three seasons ago. They're just like, oh, look, Aren't Julie's they, back. Don't they, don't no, they show flashbacks in old show footage? They, uh, they do on Bachelor in Paradise. That's which what is I'm when thinking random of. people show up. Yeah. Yeah. But like there was an episode of The Bachelor where like one of the of the bachelorette where one of the bachelors shows back up and they're like, Oh shit, he's back. And then like, I remember me and Cody were watching. We were both like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. So and that's the point though. <laughs> so, yeah, but they don't have Google. <laughs> you Wouldn't you as an audience member have loved a flashback uh, at that moment? I legitimately would have loved a flashback in that moment. Let me expl- explain to me who he is in two minutes. And that's plenty. But if this is commenting on reality TV, the idea is that reality TV fans don't need flashbacks because they're obsessed with this show. Yeah, we're still getting hung up on this. Let's move past it. This is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Uh, also, also, who the fuck is running the the rain thing? They need to get fired. I don't even want to. Yeah, talk they're bad at their job. Too long about that. Um, yeah, they're just bad at their job. There were like two fuck ups in one day, and that's you know fired oh, there the was, whole fucking production. There were team. a couple of fuck ups. There was so the the radio frequency in his car picks up the uh, the behind the scenes people talking about like okay he's pulling up on whatever street yeah and then. The, the elevator. Set, the set is just open in the elevator, and there's like a crafty table back there. Uh, Fucking mm-hmm. sloppy. It's just sloppy. It's a wonder why this show didn't like fail from the. Well, beginning. I think I I think the idea is they've gotten complacent because it's yeah. worked for so long, and mm-hmm. so they've kind of gotten complacent, and that's of course when he starts noticing. I see that. Um. So Truman try Truman tries to start or tries to take an impromptu road trip, but he's implausibly blocked at every turn. Mm-hmm. He starts to behave erratically <laughs> up until the point where Meryl gets so scared that she breaks character and is like. Step in. Are you guys going to step in or yeah, something like that? She, so she's she been says, taken off the show. Do something. And uh, right. And yeah. he's like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Um, like they're so, both threatening each other with the uh, multi tool that she was trying to sell him on. Yeah. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. I loved that. <laughs> but uh, yes. um, I think that that this part is really interesting because you do get to see Meryl like really you, you start to like really see that she is an actor. Yeah. Who is playing a part? An actor um, who has made a huge really sacrifice and is like, yeah, that sort of scene here, which I really like. How much do you think she's getting paid, and when do you think she plans on spending that money? Gosh, uh, yeah, I sort of don't know if she's getting like. It's more like everything is provided for you. Is kind of how it feels like they're getting right, paid a but like bit. for you to leave your life behind and like just do this for your life now it's got to be a big paycheck to spend once you get written off the show is it or is it just like hey you never have to worry about anything again we'll just take care of you forever but you were married to this man you don't know and you have to lie for your entire life but she does know your family again like because they introduce her when they're like teenagers like she has become to know him but like, it's, it's pretty clear that they don't she doesn't really love him no not at and all. He, oh, doesn't he doesn't really, really love her. her so it's like hey um everything's gonna be taken care of free rent free food uh nice weather just marry a man you don't love yeah <laughs> kind of like how marriage worked up <laughs> like worked for like thousands of years <laughs> um 
No, you're right. It does suck, and it, it's crazy that she does it. But mm-hmm. it it is more like a old school marriage than kind of our new school. Um, so she's then taken off the show. Truman's dad. He's reintroduced because they're like, "Fuck, we have to explain mm-hmm. it somehow." Under the guise of amnesia, which is yeah. an old soap opera yeah. trick. It's how yes. people return to and all the, the time. Chris Hardwick character is just like, "Oh, brilliant amnesia!" Right? Of course. <laughs> oh shit, that's Chris Hardwick. No, it's no, not it's Chris Hardwick. Oh, he's just the Chris host Hardwick. of okay. the Talking Truman. Um, right. <laughs> True talk. You scared me. I thought I missed a Chris Hardwick. No, no. no. Um, so Truman seemingly returns to his routines, except for the fact that he has begun sleeping in the basement. One night, mm-hmm. the crew realizes that Truman is sleeping completely out of sight. Marlon is sent to check on him, and Truman is gone using boxes, etc., to hide his exit right. out. And the so broadcast is cut for the first time ever, mm-hmm. and the town goes to try and find Truman, but they can't. And so I, this I, is the part of the movie that, like, I started to realize I I really liked what they were doing structurally where like it showed you Truman's point of view as he realized his world is not what it seems. And then it showed like the show's point of view and it's like, he seems to be getting back into normal, but like it basically shows you how Truman got away with escaping because like we were only watching him through the yes. show's point of view and it mm-hmm. didn't seem like anything was a muck, but you were like, Oh shoot. He was like digging or he was like, digging his way out this whole time pretending to and, be right part of the and world you realize again. kind of right you realize kind of when the audience watching would have realized that he's mm-hmm. gone yeah um b- because the camera was fixated on the one spot which rules um, a lot i love what they were doing there. yes because we totally so, cut away from like truman's point of view for like a full 20 to 30 minutes before we cut back but it's because no one on the show knows where he is yeah which i like a lot oh i mean even Um, before he like disappears it's not the story is no longer from his point of view for like a while even before that mm -hmm. see i think that from a storytelling movie magic kind of point of view that's a really cool way to do that Mm -hmm. but from a this is a character character study and this character just made a really important decision I want to see him make that decision. Right. Well, we I think it, we get all that later, and I think we get it before in his in the scene yeah. where he like is he puts the knife up to Meryl and he's like, "Who are you talking to?" That's when he knows like I have to escape. That's when he knows like this world is somehow fabricated. I don't fully understand it, but I've got to get out of here because everyone's trying to keep me from going to Fiji, which is where I want to be. But um, I, I think that watching him like follow through on that and like go through the hardship of finally trying to like fight against the system that's holding you in place, like that struggle I think is interesting. And to cut mm-hmm. away during that like really big decision and then like he's finally acting on his own, but we're not seeing it is really frustrating from a I want to follow Truman. Mark, it, it sounds like you want the camera to just be fixated on his face the whole time because that was your complaint earlier too is that they cut away. Like, So do you want it just to be Truman the whole time? No, I want it to be Truman when it, Truman is having interesting emotions and I want it to be other characters when they're having interesting emotions. Which I think it does. I, I yeah. think what we we don't see him faking out. Like, that's what he's doing. He just sneaks out. That's the only thing we really miss. Yeah. He was playing it sh- completely straight beforehand. When we catch up with him, it's when he's... He's having uh, which his, we'll get to that part. Yeah. He's he's selling out to sea. He has conquered his fear of water. We cut mm-hmm. to him, and he's already out on sea. And we yeah. we see him 
like dealing with that. And then we see the storm come and him dealing with all of that. Like, I think it just cuts out parts for a reveal, but I don't think we lose any of his parts. And another thing we're kind of glossing over here is like, it's, it's not like this time where we're like not seeing the movie from Truman's point of view is completely wasted. It's the, the second most interesting thing about this movie is the character of Kristoff and like, the control he has over this world that he's created and his God complex that he has and his creepy adoration, but at the same time, uh, doesn't seem to really care about, he cares for Christoph's relationship with Truman is interesting. Uh, right. It begs the question that does, it it begs the question, does God stay in heaven because he too has feared what he has created? Uh, (laughs) Which is a quote from Spike Kids too. Island of Los Uh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, but this is the part of the movie where we really dig into his psyche by like, it's the, you know, the coveted interview with the creator of the Truman show on uh true talk. Um, and he like very clearly does have a God complex. Yes. Yeah. Like, and, and he's angry that his creation is rebelling. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what we kind of start seeing in this time is he's like, what are we doing? Like we're supposed to have control and he is losing control of it. And he's starting to get like frustrated because he's, you know, no longer has control. I think that Kristoff is the most interesting character in this movie. Um, And I think that the second, it's hard for me to say that the second half is more interesting because it kind of, in my point, like in my opinion, abandons the main character, but it abandons the main character for a more interesting main character in the second half. Hmm. Right, which is why I think it the structure works. Like mm-hmm. you have to be introduced to Truman. You have to care for Truman up to a point, mm-hmm. and then that's when we go over to Kristoff and we see Kristoff's manipulation of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And so you you're like, oh wow, this is what's been happening the whole time. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to. I don't empathize with Kristoff at all. I like understand him and find him fascinating, but I don't. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, this is crazy. I'm like intrigued by Kristoff because I feel intrigued like sure. he has made some really re- like insane moral decisions, and I want to know more about why he thinks that he can just control this person's life, and that's okay. Um, yeah, but I don't I also, need the answers to all of that. I don't know. I, I at least I, want the idea to be explored a little bit more. Um, hmm. I also think that I don't connect to Truman as much as I want to. And I think part of that is because I don't necessarily love Jim Carrey as an actor. And mm. I, and I, 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 I well, have, it's on clear record that I don't, but <laughs> yes. I think he works in this movie. He yes. sells I, the, like, going paranoid and, like, kind of losing his mind over the discovery. He do, he plays that really yes, well for Yes, me. he does. But we never see him before he goes paranoid, really. Which is fine for me, I think. And but we, we kind of s- do. He's just like a chipper... Uh, Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> and big smiles yeah. and friends cool. with you, everyone You in get town. kind of one day with it. He's noticing weird stuff, but he's not that you bad. You get like one day as thing. he is noticing things. I want to see at least a day of a normal life where he's not actively... Well, I guess I guess to some extent, he probably spends a lot of time thinking about Fiji and wanting to escape to his, yeah. you know, his love. It's just... But it, 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 it's just think, frustrating to me that we are introduced to him 10 years after he starts to think about the fact that this could all be a lie. 
It's so interesting, Mark. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, tell you you're wrong. It's just interesting, like, following your argument because um, in the beginning you were like, well, this movie's not subtle at all. But a lot of your argument has been, like, I want them to explain everything else. So parts that they left ambiguous you really want explained, whereas for me it, like, yeah. works that they're I, not. I, I, think, I think that it's very unsubtle about its, like, uh, reality it's television themes. critique, yeah. which I think it's is... It's not a... I don't agree with that. I don't think it's a critique of reality TV because reality TV hadn't existed long enough. I think it's more just our fascination with stories and people that it's mm-hmm. more talking about. Like what if and one kind element of, of it wasn't God fabricated at all? And what if it was like real? What you were watching was real? Okay. Because I mean, nothing like this really existed. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, this isn't a critique of social, of, uh, reality tv to me at all i think it, it is, is using a lens of reality tv but it, it just nothing like this existed like it's yeah. it's critiquing something that existed later yeah. like that's why it, that that just it doesn't functions really me. well as a critique of reality tv watching I, it in 2018 i don't think it's a cre- i think i might have misspoken when i said a critique of reality tv i think it is a critique of tv right yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe a little, yeah. When when they like the the reason that this movie looks the way it does is because it's based on like fifties commercials and Sears catalogs and mm-hmm. like the the buildings, like the interiors are like really well lit to like to show you everything that's going on, and that's the way that TV is as well. So it's like it's kind of being like TV is crazy because it's all fake, um, and it's like yeah, of course TV is all fake. I know. Like, but 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 I but, think but like then, what the arc is is they're like it's all fake. So Kristoff is like I'm gonna put this one real element in it to show truth and that sort of thing. And the argument that is reached at the end is like even Kristoff trying to think he is making this grand artistic statement is buying into bullshit a little bit because he is like manufacturing Truman. Like yeah. he claims that he's creating truth and he's delusional about the truth that he's creating. Truman doesn't truly have free will. Like he falls in love Not with a woman. He can't be with her. Uh, yeah. He, all his life choices were made by Kristoff. Um, right. So like the, the real element, like, yes, you're getting his real emotions and his real reactions to things, but you're not getting any like form of real humanity. He wants it's, to travel. He can't. He yeah. wants to be with, Sylvia was her name. Uh, Sylvia, he yeah. can't. Um, yeah, and I think what what's hard is that you you the the I don't get much real humanity in the movie either from Truman because it is from the TV show's point of view. Hmm. I well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Yeah, um, but I I think that it's. It's hard for me because Truman is like this manufactured character who's very like showy. He's very like good afternoon, mm-hmm. good evening, and good night. He's very Jim Carrey, right? Mm-hmm. And it works in this movie because Truman would be like that. But it's hard for me to relate to a character that's like that. But like he still goes through like human yeah. like experiences of love, loss of his father. He overcomes fear like there's still like a human spirit behind everything he does even though he's a little showy um and and that's something you can like track and relate to i think the most human scenes are when he talks to marlon and is Mm -hmm. trying to have a real human conversation with him and marlon is still 
you know, mm-hmm. completely yeah. faking yeah. it. It's that last scene before it cuts to the point of view of like the behind the scenes where he and Marlon are talking and Marlon's saying, I would never lie to you. And Kristoff is just feeding him the lines. And that's yeah. how right. we make the transition to the behind the scenes is in that moment. And that I think is Love like that moment. the Love biggest that heart of the movie where you really see the the conflicted nature of everyone behind the scenes. Maybe not everyone but Kristoff basically. And you also mm-hmm. see like Truman starting to realize like, oh, if this is all fake, literally everyone, my mother, my best friend, right. my wife, they're all lying to me. So I can only trust myself. And that's why he sort right. of he blends into the society after that and he mm-hmm. like there's nothing interesting going on because he's not showing any more conflict he's just accepting it and planning his escape mm-hmm. right and so i think the other big human moment is during the storm which is where we're at right yes. now in the plot so Kristoff tries to send a storm out and people are kind of worried that they're just going to kill truman off on live tv because there's <laughs> yeah it's unprecedented and they like don't know what can or l- cannot be done. literally Kristoff is suggesting that he might just kill him like uh, right someone says you're like you can't kill him on live TV, and Christoph says, "Well, he was born on live TV, wasn't he?" Right. <laughs> He's right. like, "Oh, jeez, what are you right. doing?" Right. Well, I mean, because the because the plan would probably be eventually for Truman to die on TV, like yeah. the original natural plan causes, probably. Was probably. The yeah. life to death of a a person. Well, then it then it would have kept going. It would have been about Truman's son or, or something yeah. like that, right? Because um, he was having a baby. He, he was planning well, on having a baby with his wife. Which they is were planning on him having plot. a baby. He was skeptical. Right. Right. Um, but so, Christoph was planning on <laughs> Truman having yes. a baby. And he had Christoph, no free will, so he was going to have a baby. Christoph wanted the first conception. But what's interesting yes. is that the free will that, that Truman does have is like he can decide uh, that to some extent. Right. To some extent. Right. Um, I don't so, want to get graphic, but there are ways you can not make someone pregnant. Right. Um, so. The storm rages. Uh, Truman persists. Kristoff finally just gives up and calls off the storm. Um, so Truman continues to sail until the front of his ship just punctures a wall, which is a moment I really, really love. I love basically from the moment that the ship punctures the wall to the end of the movie, I I find masterful. Like, I love it so very, very much. I, um, I have uh, – sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish. So he finds an exit door um, after walking on water. Again, not completely subtle. Also, there's some Christ imagery of when the boat is broken. He's like laying in a crucifixion pose. um, And he's ascending kind of because he's walking upstairs into heaven. Like not the most subtle, but like it's happening. Um, So he finds an exit door, but Christoph speaks as a voice from above, Mm -hmm. godlike, and tells him the real world has no truth anymore and that Truman would be safe if he stayed in this world. He he gives Truman a choice and you do see like Truman kind of touch the walls. He, He gets very emotional and he's like realizing the implication of everything. And then... Like, God, I love this moment so much. That's why I'm, like, trying to phrase it perfectly. Like, Truman realizes what's going on. And in his first purposefully manufactured moment, Mm -hmm. he says his catchphrase, which is, good morning, and if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And he bows, and he walks through the fucking door. Mm-hmm. And uh, that moment is very powerful to me because he's like realizing like I have a choice here. 
and then he gives his final performance to everyone watching and then yeah. leaves. We do not see Truman again after that. Like, I think no. a lesser movie would have shown, like, so we see yeah, Sylvia kind of, like, Sylvia. run and try and yeah. meet him. Then we see Kristoff kind of like, ah, that sort of thing. Um, we see, which another moment I kind of like a lot, is all the people watching are like, Hey, let's see what's on the other channel. Like they just move on because to them it was just a show, right. but to but to him it was a big, huge moment. Mm-hmm. And so for I just love that we don't see Truman. It's like boom, gone. Yeah. Like I I I love that. I this is kind of a, a a nitpick, but like I don't buy people just being like, all right, show's over. What else is on? Um, I, just because well, these people have I kind of do. You get a few different reactions like the two like cops who are just sort of watching it on their break or whatever they are like yeah let's see what else is on but the guy in the bathtub who i guess symbolizes like the hyper fan he's splashing around he's throwing his tub toys he's like having a a fit because he doesn't want his show to be gone he was obsessed Mm -hmm. so i think you get like a spectrum of reactions i think that i think that that would be a reaction i also think that like I would probably be sobbing, um, but yeah. I don't know if if that is what was what was the scene in the bar I, like. I think I feel like they, they were, were crying. Or, they yeah, were crying. Okay. They they were crying and cheering and all of that stuff. Yeah, I, I watched this movie like a week ago, and then I rewatched the first hour of this movie earlier tonight. So I I don't remember how it ends from a week right. ago. The ending is the section that has always stuck with me the most. I find oh, yeah. it like I, I, very powerful. When I think of this movie, I think of him like at the wall, at the edge of the the dome that was like his fabricated. It's gorgeously world. shot. Yeah, I I love the way it looks. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's Truman Show. Yeah. Um. So a wonderful. Little I think we've. Got... <laughs> Do you guys want to hear some people who were potential directors of this movie? Because when this movie was written, it was not this bright of a movie. No, it was was also like a a sci-fi like action premise a little bit. It was a Twilight Zone adaptation kind Uh. of. Um, But like Brian De Palma, Tim Burton, Terry Gilliam were all like on board to direct this. Steven Spielberg, Brian Singer, like this movie could have been. I heard one person who could have done this movie well. Spielberg. (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm interested in what like De Palma could do with this movie or like someone like Gilliam who was kind of surreal to some extent, but they, they would make weirder, darker movies. And I don't think that's what this movie. Yeah. I don't want to see the Tim Burton version of the Truman show. I want to, I love Tim Burton. I, I want to see like the black mirror version of Truman show to some extent. Yeah, which we have. Like, I mean, they play with that stuff. Yeah, but I, I, I think though, though, what is interesting about this movie is like the the kind of person who thinks that it's okay to for a corporation to adopt a child and to just fabricate his entire life. Like, I think that like also like how do they spin that to make the public okay with that? Because if you told me that like there was a person who doesn't know that their entire life has been a lie. Mm-hmm. Is like and hasn't signed like a waiver to be on this show. <laughs> right. I think that that is like I would want now, some now Sylvia. Her character is sort of a glimpse into that side of it. Like uh, it, it's sort of hinted through. Well, not hinted. It's straight up said through the true talk that um, that she's like a minority voice, but that the protesters are out there. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wa- so, part of me wonders if she's not a minority, but True Talk doesn't want to address the fact that yeah. there are vocal supporters of her with very valid points. Right, right. I'm curious, like, if this show were on, w- would you guys be keeping up with it? <laughs> I don't have enough fucking time. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I don't watch reality shows now. Right. Yeah. Like, but like, would you be just like casually keeping up with like, oh, did you hear Truman's getting the new wife? Here they're trying to I, have a I'd baby. probably follow it on Twitter. Yeah. yeah I'd be like, yeah, what the fuck? I mean, like, so th- the, the reality show that I really like is Terrace House, and it is kind of just people living together. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not high concepts. There's not games. Like, I hate reality shows that are overly manufactured or like have the game elements or like are clearly like fake in that kind of way. So I like uh terrace house cause it's just people living in a house. So like I could see maybe if they condense Truman into like eight episodes that came out like <laughs> once or twice a year, I, but the 24 hour cast. Mm, nah, I'm I good. feel like if Truman, if the Truman show a 24 hour cast of a man's life, we're actually on. I would be skeptical. I wouldn't buy it. I'd be like, there's no way he doesn't know. Oh, we he would knows. definitely be having those debates. Yeah. Like the three of us would yeah. be always like, like nah, dude, knows. it's not real. And it's like, yeah, guys, it is real. Like it, <laughs> We definitely would be having those conversations. I, I don't think that I like, I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, I'm like morally against this TV show. But the idea of like, he's literally imprisoned mm-hmm. in this place. And... He doesn't even like. He's being uh, like gaslit, basically. Yeah, I mean, I I stopped watching Bachelor and Bachelorette because I started feeling gross with how they were handling things yeah. and approaching. Things. I don't think that like I if if you told me that there was a guy who like signed a waiver to be Truman, I'd be like, hell yeah, that is like super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you so, can't have that because that inherently but that like, doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, right. Tarnishes um, it. Yeah. But I also think that like even like live streaming is interesting. Like I think I might even like if there have been people who have like strapped something to their head and mm-hmm. like shown their entire life. But I think like if you can do that and like give context for everything that's happening, um. I think that that would be really interesting to be like, oh, who's this he talking to and what are they talking about? Oh, it's like another business meeting. Okay, well, what are they talking about? There's um, a Reply All episode to plug a very good podcast. Very good I don't podcast. know if you've heard this one, Mark, but um, it basically was in the 90s. There was a girl who basically live cast her entire life. But the way it worked is because cameras weren't up to par. It basically like took a picture once every hour and stuff and just show what she was oh, doing. And it uploaded it to a blog and tons of people like followed it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mostly because there were times where there was nudity. There were times where she was like having sex. There was times where all kinds of stuff were going on and people were looking for that kind of thing, of course. But yeah, so it's happened live casting to a degree, just like not this, not yeah. by a show or yeah. anything like that. It's people opting in, but then the question always is like, what's the level of authenticity in that case? Because they could control their narrative, right? So I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't I know. I would a, be like, there's no superpowers in it. I don't have time to watch. <laughs> I might like. I think it'd be a good background thing to watch is like uh, Truman reading a book and brushing his teeth or whatever. Yeah. Um, would be good to like have on in the background as I'm reading a book and brushing my teeth. Like, oh, hey, same. Yeah. Um, right. And I think that was the appeal for like some of the audience. Like, I think the uh, 
the elderly cup or there were like some elderly ladies that were like watching it together. And I think one of them, mm-hmm. they were fans. Like they had like a pillow with Truman's face on it, but I think they were just sort of watching yeah. it while they were knitting or whatever they were doing. Like it's just sort of yeah. comfort food. And I the, think that the, the bar idea is really interesting. Like you just go hang out at this bar and then when something interesting happens on TV, like everyone kind of shuts up and watches. But for the most part, he's like folding his clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. I wish there was like, I wish there was like a Netflix bar where it was like, hey, we're just going to show whatever fucking came out on Netflix this week because there's a billion things. Come hang yeah. out Dude, at the bar. It's no interesting joke. because like this show would be like the only kind of real like parallel to like a sports bar. Like yeah. you couldn't you couldn't have like a Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix bar because like that's not happening live. Uh, I kind of wish there was, though, where you could just go to a bar and watch. Hey, no joke. I was at a bar literally on Thursday. uh, And I don't want to brag. I was at a bar. um, Nice, dude. Way to get out of the house. Yeah, he's super cool. They had Stranger Things on TV. That rules. Um, I love it. I know a bar in LA that always has the Twilight Zone on. No, That uh, fucking rules. No audio, but like it's Um, just sort of on in the background. When the episode ended, it said, are you watching? Uh, and then no one clicked continue watching for a while, and I was kind of <laughs> laughing at it. That happened oh, okay. at well, the Twilight Zone bar, too. <laughs> but, uh, you can turn that off, bars. It's just the, but like, yeah, it was on for like a couple minutes, and then someone pressed yeah. play. But, yeah. Right. Um, so uh, since we're talking about Twilight Zone and Stranger Things, mm-hmm. a mechanic question that I had. Which I here's the thing, don't care about at all. Like I think the movie's fine without right. answering this, but I just was thinking about it. Does outside culture exist in the Truman show at all? Like has Truman seen Star Wars is basically well, my big question. It seems like he's essentially stuck in the nineteen fifties. So yeah. like nineteen right. fifties pop culture exists. Like he can watch I Love Lucy, but he can't watch Can he watch T V? Yeah, he watches like, TV. But but like so I wonder like but can he watch TV that's being made now because like what's no, to say like there's a so. fucking episode of how i met your mother right, right. and they make a truman show joke right. on it yeah. and it fucks everything I think up that's why they kept him in the 1950s is so that that doesn't happen i think he right. has his own three channels that like christoph can control himself yeah uh he can just broadcast like 1950s broadcasts I wonder if he starts introducing new shows once they vetted them and made sure, sure there's no like do. references. I'm or sure stuff. that like if he was a big Friends yeah. fan, but like in like one week's episode they referenced the Truman Show, he'd be like, "Oh, funny, it's a rerun this week." Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That that's just interesting for me to think about. Like, has he seen the movies we've seen, or is he just stuck? I think it's gonna repeats? be. I mean, it's gonna be culture shock when he sees the real world for a lot of reasons. But one of them right. being like he's technologically forty years behind, and he thinks that 40. like the only shows are in black and white, and they're I Love Lucy and Leave It to Beaver, and mm. uh, so he's gonna like have to catch up on like. I mean, Seinfeld is out at this point, uh, right? He's got to watch that. Friends is it's about gotta to go watch Saving Private Ryan. Right, He's gotta watch yeah. Jurassic Park. I mean, imagine Titanic. someone who was in the 1950s for 30 years, which doesn't really make sense, but you know what I mean, right? Uh, and then yeah. he escapes, and like Jurassic Park has been out for five years, and he like goes and sees it. <laughs> what What if he comes to 2018 and he's like? 
okay, Infinity War's big. I have to watch 20 fucking movies <laughs> to understand this movie? Or maybe he just watches Infinity War, and he was like, that was awesome. I, that's my favorite right. movie I've ever seen. I don't understand anything that just happened, but that was incredible. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. There's this guy, Thanos. What are these special effects? Yeah. Oh, hey, you want to hear something weird about this movie? Mm-hmm. There were special effects in this movie. Yeah. Um, creating the tops of buildings. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And you just didn't build all the buildings and they just CGI the tops. Who knows why? <laughs> That's cool. That's I guess. Yeah. That's I mean, odd. that kind of cool. stuff exists like more than you'd think, though. We're like, just. Yeah. Oh, it does. But yeah, yeah, not yeah. in 1998 where CGI was like really starting to happen. True. Huh. Sort of, but they do stuff in like Beauty and the Beast, which was '91. They do like random CGI effects to do like yeah, but it's an animated movie. It's easier to do CGI in an animated movie than a live action movie. I Maybe think one of th- one of the reasons they decided to do that here is because things didn't have to look dirty or used. They could be like pristine and computers right. could be pristine. Right. Uh, um, I want to shout out some Best Pictures alumni that have appeared in other movies we've talked about, and that is Paul Giamatti playing his second role from 1998, where he doesn't do much. We just recognize him now. Uh (laughs) Like, he is not a standout in either one. Uh, The other one is Philip Baker Hall, which Chad said he was in in uh, Boogie Boogie Nights. Nights. He plays one of the porn producers. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson was just kind of using him uh, in a lot of his movies early on. Gotcha. So those are the best picture alumni. Do you guys have any like final thoughts on this movie? We probably should be starting to wrap it up, but like, what are, what are your final thoughts on it? Um, I mean, it's real good. Uh, I, it's doing a lot. I like all, all that it's doing. <laughs> We've kind of covered. Do we want to, do we want to just go ahead and vote? Because that'll kind of yeah, get our we'll, final we'll, thoughts. Let's out. go ahead and vote. So let's start let's with I Mark. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, I, Literally cannot imagine a world in which I don't want to say in a world in which anyone could vote for this over Saving Private Ryan because I have yeah because you're about to be real wrong on that one. At least one of you guys will. But this movie, like, it is um, unsatisfying might be the word because it just like there are things that I like about this movie and things that I think are interesting about this movie, but the movie kind of disagrees with me about what is interesting about it. And that's really frustrating. And it's hard for me to really engage with a movie that is like speaking uh, about uh, things that I think are like interesting subplots. Whereas like, yeah, never mind. I'll let you have your own thought. I I think you're watching it with a very 2018 lens though. And you're like, I want it to be saying interesting things about what's happening now. And it's not that. Like it's, um, it's not tackling the stuff that we're dealing with now because it didn't know those things. Yes and no. But I also just think that like structurally, I, I want to know more about Truman before he starts going crazy. And I want to know more about Kristoff um, before he loses, his, loses power. And I don't really see either of those things. Um, and that's really frustrating to me. I'm going to go with Saving Private Ryan because it is just a better movie. Um. I think I for dramatic effect, probably, yeah. since it's obvious what you're going to vote for, uh, you should go next. Yep. So everything that Mark doesn't like about this movie, I like. I think the structure is great. I like everything that it says. I Mark, I think you just want a different movie. I which do, is, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's, I mean... And that's... That's, that's no, a hard place to meet is, a movie at. That is nothing against this movie. It's, like, this movie is... 
agree. It doesn't agree with you, basically. It's just, it just, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, sometimes not for me means I think this movie is bad, but I don't want to argue about it. But that it just means that, like, this movie isn't doing what I want a movie to do. Like, this movie just isn't made for what I... It's not made for me. It's just not yeah. made for me. Because of what I'm interested in, it's not interested in. Right. Um... I, like I said, this movie was a formative. It's one of the movies that made me appreciate movies. Uh, think about them on a higher level other than like, man, that's so cool when the dinosaur jumps out. Um, <laughs> which Jurassic Park obviously has a lot of value. I just didn't realize at the time. Right. Um, so so it, it, it introduced, um, like it truly probably set me on the path that I am now, which is a odd thing to reckon with a little bit but i i think it is true that like if i hadn't taken the class and if i hadn't sat down and watched this movie i probably wouldn't be as intense about movies as i am today so like something that's formative as a person it's hard to deny that i also just think it's a pretty damn good movie it's you know i i like what it's doing i think it's very poignant at the end i think it's a gorgeous kind of cap um there's a few moments here and there that don't necessarily hit a hundred percent on for me, but I also think that a movie can be five stars and not have to hit Um, every single moment. So I'm going to vote saving or I'm going to vote, uh, Truman Show. Yeah, you slip of the tongue almost Ryan. lost yeah, you the year. Said, but, uh, I'm, I'm counting as, as uh, a half vote for Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you mentioned uh, a couple of things aren't really working well for you in the movie. I think that's the first time you've said something like truly negative about the movie. I'm curious if you have like specifics was, of what those are. Yeah, I, I, I want that to be less vague. Um, right. So there are times where Jim Carrey, uh, uh, like I remembered him being super good in this movie, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's bad Mm -hmm. i just kind of think i think jim carrey in like two or three years after this could have done like a perfect performance i think there are just times where he leans into liar liar a bit jim carrey two or three years after this does do a perfect performance and yes he does uh, and we will talk about that movie yes (laughs) uh we'll 100 percent talk about that movie i'm very excited to rewatch that movie oh me too (laughs) chad or i will pick it um it's 2004. Okay, so it's not going to compete about against Pirates of the Caribbean. So I'm picking right. it. It's I like it more than Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> right. Oof. Well, it's also oh. not 2003. Um. So yeah, I just like there's times where he slips into 90s Jim Carrey where I'm like ah not the best. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't <laughs> love this here. But like small quibbles, like not enough to really like matter. Gotcha. Okay. I just wanted to to hear what those specific things were. I f- oh fuck! Two thousand four is Incredibles, so that will be Kobo's pick. Okay. But you still you've got Eternal. Even Sunshine. with I love Incredibles, but Eternal Sunshine is still still mine. Uh, yeah. Little peek behind the curtain. Um, speaking yep. of a peek behind the curtain, The Truman Show. Um, <laughs> is that your vote? Or are you talking about? Uh, it? I'm talking about. I'm, it. I want the record to show that I think two thousand four is Ocean's Twelve. So that's me, Chad. Ocean's Twelve? No, that Mark, was a joke. I also Mark, that is not allowed. I'm sorry. I don't. I, can, I don't put my foot down on what's uh, allowed very often. Just, that one is not. I just rewatched that because <laughs> Laura, uh, who is my wife, um, hadn't seen the original trilogy, but she saw Ocean's Eight, and so we wanted to rewatch all of them. Twelve is bad. Twelve sucks. It's so bad. It's like unnecessarily I, confusing. That dumb twist is so dumb. 
The Julia um, Robert things makes yeah, me want to exactly. go in a hole and fucking yeah. die. Yeah, Bruce I, Willis. I love Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce is my boy, but I, he has no place in that movie. But like, I, if you say that's the best of 2004, and you ignore Mean Girls, a masterpiece, <laughs> and if you ignore like I don't know National Treasure, <laughs> like all those movies are better than Ocean's Twelve. I Club. um, that was uh more of a joke i don't need to actually know if it's 2004 <laughs> oh, okay. but i like oceans 12 much better than you guys do and i love the julia roberts thing at me come I at me fucking hate it also shrek 2 is real good anyway <laughs> <laughs> and spider-man 2 like Spider-Man all of these too, yeah. movies are better than oceans yeah. 2 um so okay, okay back, back to, to back your to vote. my yeah. thoughts so it's all it all comes to me um so i want you both to look at me i i really like both of the movies you brought forth for uh, 98. Um, I am voting for the Truman show, uh, because, uh, I mean last week or not last week, last episode, we talked about saving private Ryan and we talked about how it's very good. Um, but Mm -hmm. like tonally a little inconsistent in some weird ways. Like it feels like it's advocating for certain things at certain parts of the movie and then other parts of the movie, it like completely reverses that. Um, and yeah, I had forgotten that was a like kind of hang up for you. Yeah. Um, last, oh, last time was yeah, like the, the messaging fell all over the it, place. It felt a little, it felt a little off, which like I get, I get the movies can be complicated and can be saying a lot of things, but that didn't feel like what was happening there. It almost felt like a misstep in one mm-hmm. particular moment. And then I don't know. Uh, but Truman Show just feels solid. Like it knows what it's saying. It knows what its themes are. It knows what it is throughout. And it's really done in a way that's thought provoking and got us talking about like the morality of it. And I feel like we barely scratched the surface of like what a Truman Show oh, we, we definitely can be. Barely scratched. That One yet. thing I was like freaking out about, uh, which I think it would be irresponsible to make this movie, but I really would like be interested in it if they made a sequel to this set like now set like 20 years later uh and we're seeing truman not on the truman show but in real life uh reckoning with truman gets truman gets locked back in that big dome no does not but he's (laughs) but he he has 30 years that the entire world just like has access to like he he do you want my pitch for do you want my pitch for two men show (laughs) that was was gonna be my joke as well My pitch for Tuman Show is what you said. He's uh, out in the real world and he's reckoning with the real world and they launch the show again with somebody else. Oh, and so you see it from the outside perspective and he is kind of filling the Sylvia role of being like, this is fucked up. This yeah. sucks. But it's super popular. I, and I see that as being like a launching off point, like a reason to be going back to to the character of Truman. But I I wouldn't want the whole focus of the show to be like taking down the new show. I would want it to be focused on like what the show did to him and like how it like. Oh, I think yeah, I I think that's definitely a component. Mm -hmm. And I think I think more than a component, like the heart of the movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. But but I think he the I think an interesting twist of Tuman Show could be he at some point goes back to the show and like tries to reveal it to the actor Mm -hmm. who reveals like hey this time he actually was in on it the whole time or something like they were 
trying to recreate Truman, but needed but an actor. But even that or something. was a lie. Yeah, like yeah, we couldn't yeah. actually get that passed, but we made. Hey, the public TM, 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 like, TM. <laughs> you can't make Truman show because it's like we, <laughs> we could fix we some things it. and it'd be okay. Yeah. I just have one note here. It should be called True Man. Like true, true man. True man. True man. Whoa. Anyway. Whoa. Well, true wait, man. Is that on purpose? Do we think that's kind of currently on purpose for the 98 version? Of I like, think so. Yeah. That they I, want I, the I truth. I definitely think so. I didn't think about I don't. I thought that was on the nose. I didn't think about it until right now, but I am 100% positive that's Interesting. That I thought that was I, like really on the nose. Like. I kind of miss symbolism with people's names a lot of times because I just like take at like face value in, that it's somebody's in name. In this show, the Truman Show, like everything is fabricated except for the true man. Like he is, everything oh. he does is No, so I mean, like, you're so saying like it and I'm like, it makes sense. That's really interesting. What about, I on Wikipedia, it said that Christoph, Christ off, like he's yeah. bad God. Well, and they were saying like he's antichrist or something like that. Yeah. It I the readings I saw on Wikipedia weren't the ones that made sense in my head at all. But I saw the, the, one about adolescence that was interesting. Gotcha. Um, I would also be interested to check in with Christoph in this in this two man show. Yeah. Anyway, we'll write two man later. Um, <laughs> okay. Chad, you're, you're voting for Truman I voted Show. For Truman Show. It's uh, I a very been... good movie. I think this is the most, um, not surprised per se, but like the most I've disagreed with the decision in the history of this show ever I since th- our, think I think there was a, you've voted if, for the winning movie every single time, right? That's not true. I didn't vote for Lion no. King. Oh, yeah, uh, he voted against Lion King like a fucking <laughs> asshole. I definitely voted for <laughs> Jurassic Park over Lion King. I forget what the other choices for Lion King would have been. Uh, I don't remember either. Hey, our show's been going on for a while. Um, over a year. For over a year now. Yeah. Um, there, there is an unreleased episode where I was very frustrated by the decision that was made, but we won't talk about that. That's because you made us watch a foreign film, bitch. No, that's not the one I was talking about. It's <laughs> not oh, the one I was talking about. I don't remember it. It, was, um, it was when... It was the Oscar winner from that year. Yeah, it was when we made Rain Man beat Die Hard. <laughs> oh yeah, because we like so, Rain Man. Oh, Rain, Man <laughs> Rain Man sucks, guys. Um, Rain Man's so good. Behind the curtains peak, we did a whole test five episodes where we did 1988, um, just because we wanted to make the show good for you guys. Cocktails and just better out than our Rain format. Man. Hey, and how I are we doing? Let us know, know in the that. comments. Like, yeah, and, let like us and know. subscribe. Um, this I yeah, Mark. But I've been where you've sat. Many oh, times. This is like so. the worst set for you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, even though I uh, kind of had the and best track like, record. It, anyway. It, it sounded like on the on the recording probably that it was a really easy decision to make. And it wasn't. It was just a decision I made before we recorded. So Right. We yeah. thought about it. Yeah. I <laughs> it kind of was <laughs> right. It kind of was easy for me, TVH. Same. As soon as I watched the movie, I knew. Because yeah, I like same. Spielberg. I don't like Spielberg's war movies that much. Um, I like his sci-fi movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, we've solved it. I like hey, the Hey, Mark, where can... P- <laughs> the post is kind of good. Hey, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I sent some... I have a picture where it is... 
uh, Tom Hanks talking to Meryl Streep that I will use as an answer sometimes when people are like, it's, hey, are you at the office yet? And I'll just send them that picture. And it says, That's so good. I've yet. searched for that not, GIF on like a lot of You GIF can't keyboards. find it. I had to make I, I had to make the image. I'll have to yeah. make that GIF because like I've wanted to send that GIF so many times. Not it's so fucking yet. good. I'll send you boys the picture so you can use it. Guys, that. movie do. trailers are fun. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I like your boots. Uh, <laughs> That's hey. from Love Simon. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um okay. I just want to take another look at you. Hey. Hey. And then uh Henry Cavill with like the Yeah, trailer trailers this year have like really been um, like cultural forces. I punched my, just, how did I Chad do on the arm? Reloaded punch? his arms. Yeah, we didn't hear it, so that's not going to quite translate. Well, but, you, you know. didn't hear what I did in post. No. Right. We, we did in... Hold on. Let me hear it one more time. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, Mark, where can people find you on the internet? Um, what do you have to plug, you etc.? If you uh, want to talk to me about a reasonable take of this movie, find <laughs> me on Wallington Mark <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> and Mark0014 on Letterboxd. Search for me in my three-star review. Eat ass. Hey, Chad, where can people find you? Oh, by you the, the way, internet? I looked like I have tw- Ocean's 12 of four stars, so I'm insane. Uh, I'm going to sh- I'm gonna go okay. to your house and okay. shit on your pillow. On the internet, you can find me at Chad A. Oliver on Twitter and Instagram. Um, also on Instagram, you can find a webcomic that Cody and I write called Animal High School at Animal High School Comic. Uh, we'll be posting on that. Probably monthly, I think, is the goal. Um, we'll do our best. We'll do our best. <laughs> it's hard to write stories, even short ones. Um, yep. And uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at Chad A. Oliver as well. I have a uh, report coming in that Natalie Portman has one regret. Guess what it is? The Star the Wars prequels? It should be Star Wars prequels. It's not. It's being cast as the manic pixie dream girl in Garden State, which, like, oh, yeah, that man. would be number two. It's like, like <laughs> middle finger to Zach Braff, right? Right. Well, so it has the last but 10 like, years. Anyway. We all want to <laughs> give a middle finger to Zach Braff. Remember when we all loved Garden State? No. I, I haven't oh, seen it. I still have not seen it's it. It's not. I th- Chad, I kind of want you to watch it in 2018 because you mm-hmm. really would be like, fuck off i think <laughs> it's not bad um, it's just a bit like pretentious and yeah like, i didn't it's, like it it's when manic I saw pixie it dream girl why why is her regret not being in the thor movies she might have liked the good first in one those. she didn't have a good time though yeah well yeah but 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 regret implies something that was like her doing you okay, know and that yeah. wasn't her doing also it. she you don't speak ill of Disney if you want a career. <laughs> Correct, a moon. And the best pictures, boys. We all love Disney. Uh, we do. A hey, lot. genuinely, I do love yeah. Disney. I'm trying to watch every Disney movie ever made. That is my current bet. It's an anyway, insane you can. Goal. Yeah, I'm, it's gonna happen. Is the thing. Um, you can follow me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on Letterbox by just searching my name, and you can follow along my Disney bet on Letterbox. Um, you can also follow my side Instagram account where I rate movies and post good pictures of them at five star stills. Um, and guess what nerds we pick picks at we pick picks is not just on Twitter anymore. It's also on Instagram because we figured that's where all the cool kids were. Bow, 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 bow. Yep. Great. Rap, um, rap so, air horns. Yeah. Yeah. I got Should you. Should I put real ones uh, in? Yeah, maybe. No, uh, no. 
don't. No, don't. actually, I like. Yeah, I like your mouth air horns. You like my um, mouth here. Put the put the real ones here. Thanks. But that's not like accenting anything. I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. <laughs> right. So, um, so follow us on that Instagram account because we will be attempting to review on our Instagram stories uh, new releases as we see them. That's an added benefit for you guys for following us. I, uh, uh, you can I also put them, I put them in there. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, so you can also uh, join the Best Pictures Facebook group where we talk about the movies. If you want to have less of a one-sided view where you just see our stuff, um, you can join us on Facebook. Tweet at us on Twitter. Follow us, etc. Give us a good rating. Subscribe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, there's so much you can do. Just support us, man. <laughs> just be our fans. Like Venmo like, us some money. Yeah, support well, us we'll get there. Yeah. Um. F- right now, I'll I'll just take following us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'll take your money. Well, I'll do it. Yeah. Well. Hey, Mark. What's the best movie of uh 1998? Oof. It's going to uh, be hard. It's um a- according to the consensus of this podcast, it uh-uh, is the Truman uh-huh. Show. Yes, correct. Yeah. Chad, what's the best movie of 1998? The Truman Show. Hey, Cody. What is the best film? Not not just a movie like the popcorn and the fucking. I'm talking the a film of 1998. Yeah. The best movie of 1998 <laughs> is Truman Show. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and remember, good morning, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. In two weeks on the podcast, we will be talking about my pick for the best movie of 19... Sorry, film of 1998, Rushmore. Uh, Wait, we're going to watch a movie that's just about mountains of president heads? No, it's about a boy going to private Wait, about school. a boy? It's about a Starring boy. Starring Hugh Grant? Yes, I'm picking about a boy for the best <laughs> film of 1998. Uh, you can find it. You can find Rushmore on Showtime. Uh, that's the only place it's streaming. I've got the DVD. If you want me to mail it to you, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> don't don't tell people you can do that. That seems cost prohibitive. Yeah, it probably is, but it's fine.